I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. The wake and bake animal of the week is the whale. Whales descended from land-dwelling mammals 48 million years ago. And because they are mammals, they have to breathe air. But they can stay underwater for a long time. Whales are related to hippopotamuses. They're warm-blooded and have blowholes on top of their heads that they breathe through. Up to 98 feet long, weighing 210 tons, the blue whale is the largest creature that has ever lived. Whales make many sounds, like the songs of the humpback. Whales rely on their sonar to navigate through the water. They live near the poles and swim all the way to the equator to have their calf. They can go thousands of miles without feeding. Whaling remains a threat. Marine pollution, netting, litter, fishing hooks. The heart of a whale, the largest of any animal, is 640 times bigger than a human heart. Sperm whales have the biggest brain of any animal. Whales have even been known to mimic human speech. Some scientists think whales want to communicate with us. Whales can teach, learn, work together, plan, and feel grief. A mother orca whose calf died after birth is still carrying her baby 17 days later. Back in 1896, in the whaling town of Eden, Australia, it was thought that climbing inside a whale carcass and spending some time there could relieve your rheumatism symptoms. Coastal Vietnamese and Ghanan people sometimes hold funerals for whales. Con thưa cùng cha rằng, cha ơi, tôi đã đặng tội với trời và với cha. Awe-inspiring leviathans of the deep, whales, 
forever capturing our imaginations and renewing our sense of wonder. Clay Pigeon with you, I am the pitch, and I've been asking you for the last week or so to share a childhood memory of summer. Now, what did you think about when I said that? A few of our glaciers went to the phone to share those responses with us on the Waybam, the Wake and Bake answering machine. And I'll give you the new question here down the line just a few minutes away. But let's see what you had to say, Waybam Nation. Tell us about a special childhood summer memory that you have. Hey, Clayman. <laughs> we normally listen to you while we're still in bed. <laughs> you are actually asking, what childhood memory do you have of summer? Well, for me, it's the same memory I have every time I wake up in the morning during the summer. It's that interesting light, summer light. It's almost delicate. And you know it's going to be hot as blazes. You know it's going to be humid. But you still get out in this like this delicate light. And then it goes away. But it's, uh, it just gives you sort of a, almost an out-of-the-body experience. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. Yo, Clay, this is Dylan. My summertime memory is uh, when my son was about two, almost three years old. We would just ride around Jersey City, go hit up Lafayette Pool, cruise up and down the uh, river walk down there. Me and my little man. Good times and uh, a happy way to spend life. Thank you, Clay. Keep doing what you do. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. My favorite thing is that just now on the radio you were talking about those folks that blew up a dead whale the humor of the entire situation suddenly gave way to a run for survival as huge chunks of whale blubber fell everywhere and you asked for summertime childhood memories that reminded me of when we were kids we'd take those lady finger firecrackers they're a little bit smaller than m80s and we'd go down to the soccer field which was always populated with geese and we'd find their and stick one of those firecrackers in the blow it up and we just thought that was hilarious but that was a fond childhood summertime memory in new jersey was a hot afternoon last day of june and the sun was a demon <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, and I was trying to think of just one story, but I remember going up to the elementary school building and you'd hit tennis balls off the side of it. You could play by yourself just hitting a tennis ball against the wall and, and doing it over and over. And then accidentally I hit the tennis ball up on the roof of the cafeteria, so I climbed up there. And this nighthawk started swooping at me and flying around me, and I started to panic and yelled out. And kids saw me and were laughing at me, and they had to come and get me down, take me home. Summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Bend down is 
isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match. Yeah. Rob Weisberg here, and the world is just going so nuts right now. Yeah. Let's just have a fun one this week. <laughs> Nothing too complicated or esoteric. No strings attached. Charlie. Charlie Palmieri was a keyboard player and band leader who got his first break with Tito Puente back in the 40s playing big band Latin music. Later, his discovery of the great flutist Johnny Pacheco kickstarted the early 60s charanga craze in the U.S. Uh, uh, that's baby-making music. That's what that is. Uh. He didn't start the subsequent boogaloo craze, but when it hit in the mid-60s, he quickly shifted gears. In fact, Charlie named his 1968 Atlantic LP simply Latin Boogaloo. And from that album, we bring you Charlie Palmieri's bilingual version of Stevie Wonder's Uptight, Everything's Alright. It's this week's World Cover. Records and I know a lot of weight glisteners do too. Here's one for you. Nick the Lick Stobrel's tongue measures 3.97 inches, making it the world's longest. I saw that thing come out of his mouth. I'm not going to take it. The 18-year-old Adrienne Lewis has a tongue. Guinness has yet to confirm at four inches long. That'd be a new record. Chinese beekeeper Xi Ping covered his body with 330,000 bees. 73 pounds of them. That beat the former record of 59 pounds. You think you got a lot of piercings? With 453 piercings, Rolf Buckholz of Germany holds the Guinness World Record for the most pierced person. Ouch! 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 Jordan Michael Geller owns every model of Air Jordans ever made. He owns more than 2,500 pairs. Oh, that's a record. Charlie, the golden retriever, holds the Guinness World Record for the loudest bark. It's been documented at 113.1 decibels. Louder than deep purple. Pete Glazebrooks grew the world's heaviest onion. He's had the record since 2011. You should try to grow the biggest one this summer. His onion weighed 17 stinking pounds. 
<laughs> In first class, you get an extra vegetable. Okay, I'll take an onion. We're going to have some turbulence. No, I'll stick with the onions. Chris, the Duchess... Walton holds the Guinness World Record for the lengthiest fingernails. Oh, that tapping sound drives me crazy. I can't stand that. Agreed. Her fingernails measured 9 feet 7 on the right hand, 10 feet 2 inches long on her left. How do you fish a quarter out of your pocket with nails like that? I don't know. Anyway, those are records. I love records. You love records. Let's hear a record on Wake and Bake. Swinging them gals, what comes next? Nobody knows till Arnold calls for a dosito. A fight breaks out in the men's room. A head smashed on the sink. Someone said to rinse the wound. Now the water's turning pink. Mountains water in front of eight it's time to play friday movie trivia we are going to uh, neptune right now hi ed are you there i'm here oh ed, i'm so i'm so excited to talk to neptune how is it in neptune we got blue skies here in jersey city how are you looking there it's absolutely fantastic it's gonna be a nice wonderful day a little hot but nice let's play yeah you're, you're ready to play movie trivia ed. just give me the go ahead now let's go ahead okay Go. Oh, there's that music, Ed. <laughs> oh, yeah! Hooray for Hollywood. Here's the first question, man. And Glisters, play along now. This is the gimme. This is the, well, it's supposed to be the simple one to get us going. Are you excited, Ed? G- give me a oh, sc- I'm excited oh, now. Yeah, I'm a baby. little nervous for the gimme. No, no. Now, the protagonist of the comedic film from 2005, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, is of what age, Ed? Uh, 40 years old. <laughs> yeah! Now you're off to a good start, man. Woo. Get that one under your belt. Feel a little uh, calm now. Let's try the second one. I'm going to give you multiple choice. Do you want comedy, animation, or horror, Ed, from Neptune, New Jersey? 
Okay, let's do comedy. Here's your question now. Play along, listeners. The 2004 comedy Team America World Police, featuring nearly 300 marionettes, was a satire on American politics and action films. The creators are also known for making social commentary on what television show, Ed? Is it A, The uh, Simpsons, B, South Park, or C, Family Guy? Which one is it? Goodness, I absolutely love Family Guy. Simpsons is one of my favorite, but I know, I know it's that South Park stuff. That's the uh, South. How is that the Mormon show? On yes, Duck. yes. South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt yeah, Stone and Matt Stone's, yeah. also went on to make the musical The Book of Mormon, which premiered on Broadway in 2011 and won nine Tony Awards. Hey, I learned something I didn't know with the book. <laughs> hey, man, you're doing good. What do you love most about Neptune, New Jersey? Oh, gosh, being by the shore, the people are so nice. You know, I truly believe down here that um, uh, Asbury Park saved music. Right, right. Will. I got one more question now here to your two for two. You can do it. I don't think anyone's ever won this thing. This 1982 film scored by the Feelys and starring Richard Hell was the first ever independent American film to screen and compete in the Cannes Film Festival. Later on, its director went on to make Desperately Seeking Susan. Can you name that film? Is it A, Subway Riders, B, Smithereens, or C, Wild Style? It's all, it's all up to you, Ed, from Neptune. What you got? Oh, I'm taking a guess at the smithery. B. Smithery. You did it, baby! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Our first Friday uh, movie trivia winner ever, Ed from Neptune. How do you feel, man? Fantastic. That's great. Thanks for the opportunity. Now, you hang on the line with Daisy, my new associate uh, producer. She's going to get you all set up and... Just in a matter of days, you're going to be wearing a 100% cotton wake t-shirt. What do you say to the Glisteners, man, as I let you go? Oh, Glisteners, you know, this is a great, great show. I absolutely love it. And uh, let's have some nice weather this weekend. And, uh, you know, love everyone you know. Eddie, 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 we're running out of time, man. The the sand is way through the hourglass. I got to go. Say bye, Clay. There he goes, our winner, Eddie from Neptune, talking about smithereens. I got your Pat Denizio right here, Dennis Dyken, the whole gang. Oh, we miss you, Pat. Smithereens, only a memory as the pixie falls. That old Ed from Neptune, New Jersey, Friday music movie trivia winner. Jesus. Check, check. What's your first name, man? I'm Mark, brother. How are you? Mark? Yes. Mark, uh, are you homeless? You're in a shelter? What's your story? No, I'm homeless right now. I was just in a shelter. Um, they lost, stole, all my clothes disappeared. I went to the hospital for five days and all my stuff disappeared. Um, kind of got me upset with them. So I, I stopped staying there about a week, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, a lot of times people see somebody who's homeless, they say, why why aren't they in a shelter? But I heard, you know, stories like yours that it's rough. And- oh, I've had, I've had um, people go into my pockets while I was sleeping, steal my money out of my pockets. 
while I was sleeping. I mean, I, I've, you know, I've had people, had one guy hit me, no reason at all, just punch me right in the face. I mean, but this is life. This is, I, I you know, I grew up in the, in bad neighborhood, so I expect things like this, but, you know, it's, it's a lot worse than it, it should be. Where did I you think. grow up? Oxon Hill, Maryland. In Maryland. George County, Maryland. Is yeah. that a, a Baltimore suburb? Yeah, just south of Baltimore. Just about 30 minutes away from Baltimore. How did you end up in New York City? <clears throat> uh, life. I mean, I came up here to try to get some help. And, you know, just unfortunately there wasn't as much help as I thought there would be. Was your home scene rough when you grew up? Oh, yeah. Very, very. I mean, drugs, violence everywhere. Your mom and dad? or My parents divorced. My dad got strung out on crack. And... My mom was alcoholic. Uh, I mean, I, I see, you know, I seen people killed for drugs. I, I myself got you know, shot when I was 16 over a drug deal. I have been stabbed. I, you know, it's just life. How old are you now? You I'm look 31. young. I'm 31. I'm 31, brother. I'm 31. Do you have hope that you can turn oh, things I, around? I, I do. Absolutely. I'm not. This is not my life. This is not me. This is just a bad spot that I've been thrown into. And I'm, I'm not judging you, man. No, I feel you. I'm just putting a hard predicament and I will prevail. I always do. And I always get up and get on my feet. It's just a little hard to say. If you could be doing what you want to do, what would you do right now? <clears throat> I would have probably been in the medicine, medical field. I like, um, like doctor, nursing, you know, working with people. Um, if not that, maybe like pharmaceuticals and, you know, I mean, this Did you finish high school? I didn't get the opportunity. I had to. I had to do other things to make money. You know, I had to sell, sell drugs. You know, this is what I had to do to take care of my younger brothers and sisters and provide my dad's girlfriend's kids. You know, I had to t- take care of them. I had to take care of myself, and that didn't include going to school. <laughs> Are you clean now, honestly? Honestly, yes. I mean, I do drink. You know, I smoke bud, but that's the least of my worries. Um, alcohol has kind of got me under a little grip, and I don't like it so much. But you think you're an alcoholic? I know I am, unfortunately. Do you go to meetings and stuff like that? I, I haven't lately. I just moved from upstate back down here to the city about two months ago, and uh, you know I had lived here in the city for many years before, six, seven years, and this is just you know I'm trying to get back on my feet. Right. This is, I have no clothes, like I said, my clothes, fuck in the shelter, I went into the hospital for five days, detox, and I come back and my clothes are gone, they didn't give me shit, so they gave me like three white t-shirts and a pair of shorts to replace a whole suitcase full of clothes, and then I, I left there about a week and a half ago, and I haven't gotten that shit back either, so. Are you angry at the world right now? I'm mad, I'm not... I'm not hanging at the world. No. The world's a beautiful place. There's so many things out there that are so beautiful. You know, I mean, it's just, we gotta make it what we want it to be, I think, you know? It's hard to find positives in a life like this. It really is. But I try to keep that, that hope, that desire for what's, what I want, you know? Which is not this. <laughs> What's your message to the world, man, from where you sit? What do you want to just tell people that are listening to you right now? <clears throat> Try to, honestly, people, love, love one another. It's, it's fucked up places. We have our, we all have our turmoil. 
excuse my language or whatever, but try to try to be there for other people. You know, sometimes some people don't deserve any help. You know, some people actually do, like me. I, I made $28 the other day in like two hours. I went and bought clothes. I went and bought something to eat. You know, not everybody's out here just to fucking get hot. So yeah. sometimes people say, I don't want to give that guy money. He's just going to go buy drugs with right. it. Right, and that's not always the case. And, and that's not the only the only message I have for the world. There's so many other things I can say, but it's just, you know, um, you know, I don't know. I grew up on the streets. I had to learn to read people. And I Are you still hopeful? I am. I have to stay hopeful. If I don't, it would eat me alive, man. This shit out here. <laughs> kill me. I admire your courage, man. I, I appreciate your taking the time to talk to, to the listeners today. Thank you. I appreciate you talking. I don't have much. I'll give you everything I got. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They called me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.